Hey, welcome to the Creative Career Starter Podcast. My name is Chris Lyons, and I'm so glad to have you with us today. I'll be talking with Phil Chapla, a brand designer at Pinterest in San Francisco, about what he does, how he got where he is, and what he looks for in young talent when he's reviewing portfolios. Phil rode his bike from our beloved Buffalo to San Francisco, I don't know, Phil, six or seven years ago, and he has not looked back. He started his career at Kettle in San Francisco, then he moved to Fjord, then to Moving Brands, and now he's at Pinterest. Phil, welcome, and thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me. So, so how are you doing out there? How's, how's California? California's good. Um, I will say, you know, my context of life at Pinterest is in COVID times, so I have only met my coworkers virtually, which is a little weird, but um, been a bit of a digital mo- nomad throughout COVID, but faring well and just, you know, playing it by ear. Do you like what you see so far digitally? Yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, there's, there's been a couple opportunities. Um, I think it's been a little over a year now. So there's a couple opportunities, you know, as folks leave and, you know, as, as we've gotten the vaccine to, to meet a couple of folks. But um, it's been very welcoming. Um, and so not being able to meet anyone, it's, it's been a good thing. Also learning a lot about, you know, what I prefer in my working style, too. So, so where do you stand on that? Are, are you going to go back inside? I mean, the, the plan for us is to adopt somewhat of a hybrid model. I think me personally, like more of introverted, you know, kind of like want to get the bad stuff out of my screen and not have some folks see it. But, um, you know, working from home is, has lent itself towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, me coming to, to Pinterest, it was more of an opportunity to develop the skills outside of just design aesthetics or experience. So, like, be good to get back into some of those modes and kind of figure that out. But all four distributed workforce in my mind. So explain to our audience, Phil, what a brand designer at Pinterest does on a daily basis. Yeah, I think, I mean, my personal role and that title is a bit different than the other folks that are brand designers. So, um, you know, Pinterest, when they went public a year, year and a half ago, a little bit more over that. Um, and so, you know, large company having to meet the demands of, of what that is and different audiences that come with that. So I specifically more work on B2B side at the moment. Um, and I own a product area, that being a business site and a lot of the tools that are associated with gaining um, advertisers, to be honest, um, and kind of the marketing that happens between businesses and those advertisers, brands, as well as creators. And so, you know, other folks on my team will help manage kind of the brand system and, and some of that's from a consumer perspective. Um, but I kind of, I wear many hats, but still sit within that, um, that T, I guess. So do you get, do you get good mentoring? I mean, you didn't walk in the door knowing, having, possessing all the skills you need at Pinterest, right? Do you, do you get good mentoring there? I do. I do. And I think that's, that's part of the shift, um, from coming from agency to Pinterest. I was having some phone interviews as <laughs> um, pandemic was, was beginning, um, and I, to be entirely honest, didn't have high intention of joining, and through those conversations, um, my to-be boss at the time, um, you know, I had written a couple things down after initial screenings and going through portfolio shares, um, and one of the initial questions that I kind of had was like, you know, reaching out to the crew to be like, hey, like, 
little concern of like how I might be able to, what, what my trajectory is in the company. And uh, my to-be manager at the time was like, okay, cool. Like tomorrow are you free to talk about that? Like, let's, let's do that. And just having that time and space to have those conversations and now having uh, my manager has since shifted, but same attitude. Um, and I think that has to do a lot with like the culture at Pinterest, mm-hmm. uh, which has been very kind of fruitful and manager receive but like employee led in a way so like i think the structure for me works works really well now, lots of lots of good mentors but a couple specifically at the moment so talk a little bit um again for our young audience the difference between working at an agency which is where you spent the bulk of your career so far to going inside a corporation a company like pinterest what what's different in your mind i think it's breadth versus depth i had the opportunity to work on so many notable brands and a bunch of different spaces and design types. So um, started off at, at Kettle with you know a lot of marketing websites, which is ironically what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of moving to learning what service design is and business design and um, you know different approaches. But I would say that like there's different flavors of agency, right? So there's where I was first was embedded within a large company. The other was a large agency. Moving Brands was very small, um, very close-knit and and pretty agile. Um, But I'd say the the one thing about those, working at those places, it's it's more about making that client look good, making that brand manager, making that creative look good, necessarily the work that affects who's using it at the end. Um, So... I guess that's that's part of also my reason for transitioning, personally mm-hmm. <laughs> transitioning, um, is you you know for me it's it's more of a direct direct connection to, to people using a product or using a service or connecting with a brand. Let's say we could get into you know different like cultural values and things like that, and there's there's that whole conversation to be had. But I would say that's the biggest difference from the work perspective. Because I remember when when you were at Kettle when you first um, got out of school, and I was asking to see what you're working on and you couldn't show me anything right it was all it was all proprietary and that's yep. that's got to be hard in its own way to deal with because you know we all have our creative egos and we put our work out there i mean now you're doing real public facing stuff right yeah yeah um you know weekly like i'm able, I'm able to show people what's what's updated and what's coming um you know, a lot of the clients that I've worked with in the past, I still can't technically show that work within my book. And even putting the logo there is a little dangerous. It's more of an ask for forgiveness than, than permission type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, you know, I've had coworkers that I work with, um, you know, the creative directors reach out and be like, you know, you got to you gotta take this down. So it is a it is a little bit of a battle there. Um, but you, there's, there's ways around it. Working for a large tech fruit company in Silicon Valley is legally available but working for <laughs> apple is not right so how, how big is the creative group inside pinterest creative group i mean we sit under marketing um creative group i think we have over 30 35 folks now broke up into different pillars so i work on a very cross-functional team um writers engineers technical program managers um producers but our creative team we get together once a week you know a different set of set of skills, you know, from motion designers to folks working on, you know, attracting creative to the platform. So it's a it's a really large variety. Um, and I would say our, our team is extremely talented, too. Um, a lot of folks that have come in from 
pretty reputable agencies, Walsh and Character, and let's just a, name a couple. Um, but really, some really good talent that we have. So, it's going to sound like a strange question. How do you identify your audiences? There are so many different ways to use Pinterest. You know, from oh yeah, you know, I think of my students using it for mood boards, and I think of crafters, and I think of people just assembling stuff they like. How do you identify and speak to all these different audiences? I mean, the the brand spiel versus my personal spiel is probably a bit different. Um, I think that's good though. Um, I think I mean the view of Pinterest is it's trying to own inspiration and be the place of that trying instead of liking um, you know producing something and, and surprising yourself versus a double tap I think is a very interesting perspective and kind of owning that is is fun and so um, there's there's been actually some work around what is what is the definition of inspiration what does that mean to somebody personally and I think that you can have different flavors of that. I think identifying audiences, you have specific sectors of the platform that, that handle that. So um, the pinner or more consumerist view, but you also have the creator, like who who is putting this stuff onto Pinterest, whether that be the app or, or site. Um, and then and then you have other tertiary audiences, which are brands, which are businesses. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen The Social Dilemma or not, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I work on that stuff specifically, which huh. is a very interesting moral dilemma, but it's also an interesting conversation around how do you become sustainable as a business and how do you deliver these great things that are helping people in their lives, especially during COVID. How do you deliver that with that, you know, in sustainable model? You know, I, I, I have a limited knowledge and usage of Pinterest, but if I go on Pinterest, Virtually my entire portfolio is on Pinterest. <laughs> if you plug my That's name amazing. into Pinterest, just plug my name in sometime and look what comes up. It's, it, it is, I don't know, a thousand of my illustrations are on Pinterest. <laughs> That's amazing. I do many a mocks with, uh, you know, what if we got this illustrator showcase in this way? You know, right. you have to, to work your name in there. But, but I, I mean, I, I see that as an opportunity to prom- promote my brand and, you know, raise awareness of the work I do. I've, I've really, I've put a few things up, like I'll be collecting inspiration for something. I had to draw some vintage airplanes and I was just trying to get, you know, some, some interesting imagery. And I found a, a it was like a gold mine, Pinterest. But when I searched myself, honest to God, Phil, a thousand of my drawings came up and I didn't put any of them there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Let's talk for a second about your skills and your professional intent. When you came out of school, was it 2014? Yes. I did it a little bit early um, because I did want to go selfishly. I wanted to try out the market of Boulder and see what Colorado was was like as just a city, kind of a, a lifestyle. Did that for about two months. Realized that I wasn't necessarily going to progress in my career as maybe I had intentioned or imagined. Um, so... Yeah, I did. Graduated in three and a half years. Um, was able to do so with the, just loading up on credits early. But yeah, um, that's a really good question. I kind of like, what is your intent after leaving school? The hindsight is more clear than mm-hmm. the initial than yeah. the initial progress. But I would say that I I think my approach early on and is like more of a kind of year by year perspective. But it was looking at areas that I was interested in. I mean, first getting a job at Kettle was like. 
I got a job in the thing that I went to school with. That is that is progress, um, and we'll kind of go from here. Um, having Apple on the resume was was really powerful, and I'm super thankful for it. But even you know, in between my time at Fjord and in between my time at Fjord to Moving Brands, um, I was able to freelance a little bit, um, and I worked with a studio called Eight, and they did like physical and digital uh, design, and they you know combining the two, and it's it's just another layer. Um, and so kind of coming from Apple marketing sites, web, a lot of that stuff to me is like, okay, this is this is figure out what else is interesting. And so approaching it as what is interesting, but also like moving away from the things that I necessarily didn't want to do long term. Like if this was my job description in five years, would I would I be happy? The answer to those questions were, were no. So I, I'm, you know, moved on, I guess. Um, but yeah, I would say like earlier on, I think it's it's good to get a variety and I mean, it helps build the the base of projects. Um, can be a little stressful at times, and and you know, jumping and moving and coming into a new environment. But yeah, I, I would say that as my intent was just to learn about as many design areas as quickly as possible, um, and it proved that well. And I think your your portfolio set up well for that. You're you're I would call you a generalist when you came out of school. You you had some web, you had some branding, you had a little bit of illustration work. I think you were really well equipped to hit the market as a curious young designer. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I I mean the view of somebody on your portfolio is you know we say ten seconds or less or something when mm-hmm. you're going through a book of a hundred applicants for example, um, but you may only talk about one or two of them, and so you know having having those couple of projects where you feel really good and you have grounding in the in the why and it's there's a lot of depth to that project was super powerful. So I would say there's there's a couple of projects that I was able to have that, that did that, that kind of lined up to getting that first job. I'm sure you have mm-hmm. seen a ton of portfolios now since you're um, climbing the ranks. What stands out? What, what kind of work and what style of presentation gets you amped up when you see a, a young creative person? The, the book is one thing, but I think when designers come with a perspective and they have an opinion, it's really good. And I am experiencing this with my work and myself, even at the level that I'm at. So what's going to knock your socks off when a kid sits in front of you? Depth is really important in an interview. You know, less maybe so on agency side, more on in-house side. Um, and creative rationale is one thing. Um, having a, a strong perspective, even in the face of research or even in the face of like, a bunch of different stakeholders saying something like the writing behind the project. Um, and, and you know me, I'm a, I have, I was a terrible writer. I hate writing. It is not a strong skill set of mine. Um, but I think, I think having that, um, in combination with just storytelling, I think is that's, that's a way to shift. It's less of the, um, I mean, for the roles that I've, that I've been looked at hiring, um, you know, it's it's less important that you're a really good visual designer. It's important that you're a good designer, but can work with a team or can understand engineering constraints. Mm. And so, having a story or a project in a book outlined of, hey, here's here are the stakeholders. Also, here was my role within this project. Um, I think is sets up well for a future conversation. Um, and you're never going to hire somebody off of their book, so it's it's about that. You know, the book gets you the phone call. Um, but what sells somebody or what gets you hired is more of that conversation around what's in that book. So 
it's important that you demonstrate that you can solve problems and, and think in a way that, that tracks with behaviors and maybe translate research and consumer insights into problem solving. Yeah, and I don't even think that you need to be the one that's coming up with those consumer insights. You don't need to be the one that is um, transcribing that research. I mean, especially at a large company now, there are people's jobs that are solely researchers. Um, there are solely people that are data analysts. So it's, you know, generalist and design perspective, um, I think is I think is one thing, um, but trying to do everything doesn't necessarily mean that you're, that you're good at it a couple specific things. So um, the other thing that I would say is a perfect Venn diagram of your portfolio is like a combination of things that have helped people or things that you like with things that you want to do in the future is just as important as like, was this a good project? Did it win an award? You know, no one, there's not really many awards for like accessible design. Like that's, that's not winning a Webby. That's also really important. It's important to see someone who came at it the way you did, I think, and have, has reached this level of success fairly early in your... Are you even 30 yet, Phil? I will be in, like, five, six months. <laughs> it's unbelievable to me. But to, to be where you are and have had this track record already is really impressive. And, and, and your common sense advice to my young listeners is, is just, it's just... It's fabulous, and I can't thank you enough for spending the time to, uh, to talk with us here tonight. I, I did write down one more thing that hear. I saw as, as, to, to your last question. Your gut as an informed designer, if you're doing the work, if you're you know doing your visual and competitive analysis audits and kind of putting in those hours in the right way, um, practicing in the right way, um, having that perspective will be well-respected, one, um, and I think like push a project further along quicker. I see so many books where it's it's a logo or a poster, and there's there's no story. There's just execution. There's just showing that you can push type around on a page or push pixels around on a screen, and there's no problem solving and no storytelling. And I know storytelling is an overused expression right yeah. now, but man, I gotta say, kids that can sit down and tell the story about the project, in, in my estimation, have a huge advantage. Yeah, I mean. I- also, the world is very easy to replicate at the moment, right? Like we, we release a trends report of like what is visually working. And if you're a good observer of digital trends, you can get very far. Um, but at the same time, you're not going to set those trends. That work isn't necessarily going to win awards. It's going to, and I have my own, you know, personal feels on design awards, but like, it's it's like setting the standard of something is different and i feel like you by having by having that gut instinct you can go a little bit a little bit further i think confidence um is is one thing um but combining that with like work ethic is another like be confident if you've put in that work yeah and then mixing the fact that you're a buffalo guy and (laughs) you're pretty much unstoppable right (laughs) i like to think so i think so (laughs) I'm, I'm getting soft though. I'm getting soft. Oh, like, Phil, I, no. You know, I'm putting jackets on at 55 degrees. Like, what's oh, happening? You Phil. know. Look at I'm, I'm wearing a sweater right now. It's it's 79 degrees. <laughs> I'm cold all summer. <laughs> I'm getting soft too, uh, Phil. Uh, oh, my goodness, I know. I'm still wearing long sleeve t-shirts when I play basketball in the morning. I, I just I can't get warm. It's get, it's get this get the sweat going now. You know. Yeah. Once I get rolling, I'm okay. But, 
Man, yeah. you, you know, you get to be my age, Phil, and it takes a little while to warm the bones up in the morning. <laughs> Oof. Well, Phil, I can't thank you enough for joining me today on the podcast. It's great to catch up. Great to talk to you. Thanks for sharing such great advice and your history. And it's just so good to see you again. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. All right. We'll talk soon, Phil. All right. I want to thank Phil Chapla for joining me today and sharing his story. If you're thinking you need to elevate and focus your portfolio to chase that dream job, send me an email to chris at creativecareerstarter.com and we can talk about what you are looking to do and then develop and align your portfolio with your career plan. You can do this. Hey, thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.